0: You have the con okay
1: good afternoon everybody uh welcome to uh our series of jane virtual lunch and learns uh today we've got a very exciting subject and that is control and automation applications using jane logic you know again we find ourselves in this very unique situation Trying to keep business going, trying to keep the food supply going, is what uh, what we're ultimately trying to do here, and, and and doing a great job of it. So we appreciate everybody taking time to join us and uh, be a part of this uh, virtual learning. You know, we've really had uh, quite a few people attend over the last couple of weeks, and uh, the comments we're receiving have been uh, very positive. And so we're going to keep going as long as the comments are positive and we have good audiences. So um as i mentioned you know we've got uh, control and automation today which is going to be a real treat uh for a couple reasons one the subject material but also our presenters today our first presenter is going to be david lindsay and uh for those of you who know david or have experience working with david uh you know i would say that if you pick up the dictionary and looked at the word can do attitude uh, you're going to find david's picture right next to that Uh, i've seen david work with some of the most complex irrigation challenges that uh, I've ever seen. And this isn't uh, uh, just with uh, regular irrigation, but with the technology that goes along with the irrigation and uh, his stick his itiveness uh, his uh, sheer will has uh, really helped to solve some very uh, complicated issues. So David's going to be presenting today and uh, I'm very excited about that because I know uh, all of you will catch his enthusiasm for the subject as well. Um, Our other presenter is one from uh, last week, uh, Jeff Toole, our Vice President of uh, Jane Distribution Holdings. And Jeff, uh, as you know, has been a real pioneer in technology for agriculture and irrigation. You know, Jeff's uh, been a contributor to our blog and has been out talking about technology uh, all across the Central Valley and educating uh, growers uh, on the benefits of technology. So, uh, Jeff's going to be presenting as well, and uh, and that uh, that also is uh, uh, very uh, interesting and a real treat. So with that, I am going to uh, turn it over to Jeff, and uh, we're going to get started. So Jeff, good morning or afternoon.
0: Yeah, good afternoon, and uh, thank you, thank you, Richard. Um, I really want to thank everyone as well uh, today for for joining us. And uh, before, before David gets started, I just wanted to, to take a minute uh, to wish everyone a, a happy Easter and to say we really appreciate you taking a little time uh, out of your Good Friday to, to join our webinar. Um, I, hope, I yeah. hope that everyone is, is healthy and uh, following the recommended COVID-19 guidelines. I know probably people are tired of hearing that but I do truly believe it's the only way we're gonna minimize uh, the impact of, of this pandemic. So appreciate everyone um, contributing in, in that way. Well, that's enough about the challenges we're all facing. Let's, uh, let's talk about gene logic and how it can help uh, with your control and automation needs. Um, everyone is in for a treat this afternoon because David Lindsay as uh, Richard mentioned, is he's probably the most passionate person uh, that I know when it comes to ag technology, and the practical side of of how it helps growers save time, uh, money, and produce better crops. Before uh, before David gets into the details, I wanted to um, I wanted to take just a minute or two to frame uh, what we're doing at Jane through Jane Logic in the area of uh, control and automation. Um, Jane's commitment to AgTech through its development efforts and acquisitions of uh, PureSense and Observant are certainly, they're no secret uh, to the industry. Um, Both of these companies uh, are the best at what they do, but I feel we've been labeled uh, more as a monitoring and software leader uh, than a control and automation leader. It is true that there are thousands of of PureSense monitoring sites throughout the US, but it's also true uh, that there are thousands of Observant Uh, sites reliably doing control every day around the world. And both of these systems are united uh, today under GeneLogic. And uh, I know we've got some of our users um, on today and hopefully some others as well. Um, You know, in the webinar today, David will talk exclusively about our C3 uh, field unit. Um, it's, It's a pretty amazing piece of hardware that can act as a simple standalone unit for monitoring and control. Um, it can act as a gateway communicating with, uh, with many units. Um, and, and it also can act as a remote a radio node communicating back to the gateway. And I don't wanna steal you know, David's thunder, uh, but the C3 is a pretty amazing device in terms of its flexibility and, and power to do many things and in, in various applications in, uh, in the field. Um, I truly, I'm pretty passionate myself and I truly believe that control and automation are the future for growers to maximize the benefits of ag technology. I want to be clear, it's not to replace the human element in farming, but really meant to provide a reliable means to allocate uh, or to reallocate really resources to more pressing tasks and provide it in such a way that it is consistent and repeatable every day without distractions or competing priorities. You know, in its simplest form of pump and valve control, we've had growers that were amazed at how much variability there was in their old way of having the irrigator start and stop pumps and open and close valves uh, manually. I mean, we've, we, we all do it, we've all seen it. Um, it is it is the most common way of, of irrigating uh, today. But the reality, is that our workers get pulled off every day um, due to various issues uh, that that come up um, or perhaps they just simply get distracted uh, by other priorities. So the timing of changing irrigation sets then suffers and inefficiencies are created. And this is just just one simple but powerful example of how control uh, and automation can help save money and, and produce more consistent crops. David's going to talk today more uh, in depth and and get into the details about the C3 and how users um, can really maximize the benefits and he's going to talk about applications and uh, and show some examples, uh, some pretty cool installation pictures and, um, and go through that. So I know I'm cutting into his time. I don't. I don't want to get uh, go too deep into this. But again, I appreciate everybody being here today, and um, I think you're in for for a real treat with uh, some of the things that David has to share. So, David, with that, I'll let you uh, let you go through the presentation.
2: Okay, and hey, thank you both for the uh, the kind words. I'm not used to hearing that unless somebody's pinning a medal on my chest, and that's been a while that. since that's happened. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: well, it, yeah. It's I, I'd like to share just a quick story about my, my background, and it'll be quick. I spent a lot of time in the Navy, and, and my last tour of duty, I had a lot of interaction with growers locally in the Lamore hanford area. And I always heard their stories about Sigma and all this stuff coming up, and, and they, what, what are they to do? And I'm, I'm just like, sorry, guys, I'm leaving when I retire. And then in, now here I am providing a solution for them. And I, I truly believe that this is karma. That's why I'm passionate about it. Um, I'm going to show you some slides. I might go a little quick. I might go a little slower. Um, I'll touch on things. I think we can do some questions and answers at the end. And then more so, anybody on here that has a question, you've got my email address, shoot me an email. I'll find an answer for you. Uh, We like to do a lot of, you know, boots on the ground. I got to know what you're looking at. There is no real cookie cutter to this. But like Jeff said, the, the C3 is a very powerful tool. So I'll go ahead and get started. I hope everybody can see
1: the uh, JANE Monitor Control presentation I have up. Hey, David, I just wanna say uh, everything looks great, you sound great, and for those of you who do have questions, uh, you are muted, so if you will type your questions into the Zoom group chat, uh, I will then moderate those questions to David, so thank you. Perfect, I need a moderator.
2: (laughs) Okay, so topics we're gonna discuss, we're gonna discuss Monitoring Control System Overview, Uh, the JANE Logic C3, as Jeff touched on, pump control applications, valve control applications, other common devices, which we, we see a lot. That we've got a lot of stuff out there. Scheduling for automation overview. I'm gonna to touch briefly on it because it's it's not so much complex to use, but there's a lot of complexity involved with it. Um, it and I'll, I'll cover that when we get to those slides as well. And then questions and answers. Um, I don't know what it is about this picture. Jeff loves so much, but he likes to put these in there. So we've added this one, but this gives a good representation of of a, network, a mesh network group uh, for monitoring and control. And you can literally see here that you've got weather stations at the ranch house or at the office. Um, that's where your gateway would be if this was a radio. You've got radio units in the field that are doing valve control, soil moisture monitoring, uh, possibly flow. We're obviously looking at pressures because we want to see application rates and we have to see pressure on off for that. So that's a, that's a great, great representation. It's a little too car- cartoonish for me. The uh, other things we're gonna talk about, flexibility. Uh, The unit can be installed in almost any environment. There's not too many applications we found where we haven't found a solution, either with the C3B housing that it it comes with, or as you'll see in some of the photos, some other applications for some NEMA for housings that we've used for advanced systems. Uh, The built-in communication, both support uh, cellular and 900 megahertz. uh, That comes really in handy when uh, the unit is, let's say, in a radio mesh network group, and the the gateway goes down for some reason. The tractor hits it. Well, we can fire up any of the other units within that group and now make it the gateway. Um, and then we also have the issue opposite of that. If there's no cell, we can radio up to places or down into valleys. Uh, power requirements. and These units have a dual lithium-ion battery system in it. Uh, we've seen great success with it. Plenty of power. Literally one battery is almost a standby. We use it to boot the system up and then after that it's just kind of hanging out there. The solar panels that we provide are very adequate. They're 14 watt panels, uh, but we also have the ability to tie in at the pump stations with 120. That comes in handy as well when you're holding relays and so on and so forth for pump control. Customization. Configure like I said before, either a gateway or a radio node, or they could be just a standalone cell unit. Um, uh, so there's kind of three three applications right there with the radios or the communications within the devices. The robustness of it is one of my favorite things. I've seen these units beat up, uh, hit. I actually had a grower that I he didn't he said no one was in his field that day, and he's on the approach end of uh, Fresno Air Terminal. I said, well, maybe a plane hit it because it was devastated. But the housing held up and the C3 inside was still chugging along. The only reason we knew it was offline was because solar panel was in the dirt. and We saw a decrease in the batteries because we do monitor the internal workings of the systems for potential faults because we don't want these things to break or anything to happen within the field. Uh, Okay, next slide. All right, Uh, applications, a standalone C3, you could do pump control three pressure transducers, four flow meters, or pressure switches, and a weather station. So there's, there's just a standard C3 installed. You got a lot of functionality there. When we add the LSR card, it changes a little bit. We got to control up to four valves, one pressure transducer or pump control, flow meters or pressure switches, there's four of them there as, as well, and a weather station again. When we start tying into the twig and the atom control, you'll see a little bit of change in, in our functionality, but then those systems are designed to take up the slack. So, you, again, you have pump control, you can control up to 30 valves with the twig system, uh, four pressure transducers, four flow meters, or pressure switches.
1: Hey, hey David. Yes, sir. A question here I think that's appropriate to answer right now. And uh, the question is Does a C3 uh, require line of sight?
2: Uh, and no, it does not in radio. Yes, uh, we, we will put the antenna up 30 foot on a tower. If we need to get over a building or a small hill. If it's a if it's a significant um, terrain obstruction, then we would just fire up the cell unit and go direct.
1: Okay, great. Thank you.
2: Okay. The. Uh, so and with the atom controller. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a it's an IP addressable uh, component and I'll show you a picture of one later. We literally have one deployed in the state of California. There's just not that much need for it. Um, but we do get pump control. We can control up to eight valves with a single atom, but the atoms can be stacked. So we can almost unlimited amount of valves based on the memory of the C3. So I'm not sure what our limit is there, but we'll just say maybe 30. Uh, three pressure transducers, four flow meters, or pressure switches as well with that. So here's some C3 installation examples. Um, on the left hand side you see there is a, uh, this is a pump control. Uh, and of course we've got the, 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 the ports there to do it, so we're automatically going to tie in with pre and post filter pressure and flow. In the center there, this is a deep well, we're controlling a deep well, two boosters, a twig TD 200 controller with 12 valves attached to it, radioed, obviously, Um, weather station, pre and post filter pressure, two flow meters, and all this is actually these two C3s right here in that gray box are actually running two 10 tank systems. Um, so that's a lot of data coming in, and we're controlling the, the twig to tell what the, the, what the valves are supposed to be doing, plus there's weather. This is a, one of our advanced sites that we just installed at the beginning of this year. This will be the first season. We know it'll be successful. We've run all kinds of tests. Uh, we're ready to go. I'm super excited about it. Row crop. Uh, on the right is a, a small filter site. It's probably 20 acres, um, but we went big because he had the hardware for it. Uh, so we're doing pump control, pre and post filter pressure and flow. Um, this guy, he's, he, he doesn't have to go out there if he doesn't want to. He's literally got a dude that runs down the fields and checks for leaks and calls him, tells him what's up, and he lets his system run. Uh, on the left here is another typical installation, um, pre- and post-filter pressure, control, and flow. On the right, I don't know why those lines showed up there, but anyway, sorry about that. There is, uh, that's our atom controller. So again, it's a one-off. It's in a 20 by 20 NEMA 4 housing with a single C3. Um, I built the circuitry. Um, it's controlling six valves. Uh, there's a weather station, pre and post filter pressure, and we're controlling the pump. Uh, the reason we had to go with the out controller control device, the LRC card, was because the LRC is limited to four, and she had six, and literally we built her filter set up with her valves centrally located, so we could do all this from literally one telemetry device. Here's another, this is a pretty advanced site here. Um, It was an NRCS project for control specifically. So they have some specifications. Uh, We're controlling a deep well, a booster, a CM16 fertilizer injection pump. Uh, We're monitoring pre and post filter pressure flow. And for NRCS, we had to monitor well level sensing. Um, This setup is kind of like the one you saw on the NEMA 4 housing, except for there's two c3 housings out there because they had to be remotely located but they're so close uh the external intent has worked perfectly and they're definitely line of sight in other words <laughs> and then he built this cage around it to keep dinosaurs out another typical pump control installation uh the customer wanted flow uh we gave him pre and post as well saw some efficiency issues had them repaired and then found out how well we did control and now we're controlling it so you can start real small and you can work your way all the way up and uh, I'll kind of touch on that in in a minute too of what some one of the product lines that we carry that is a a good step in the door. For all my engineer buddies out there here's a a schematic. I know Jeff loves this picture too but it's basically how we do pump control. Um, The wiring diagram doesn't change much when you go into a VFD because the VFDs, I haven't run into one yet that they don't tie in an auto loop already. There's usually a wire that has a loop going between two pins and you just either cut that or you tie into those two spots with your relay and the next thing you know you're controlling your VFD. Um, that's very popular right now because everybody's putting in VFDs. On the valve control side, uh, the picture in the background is just for, for looks. Uh, that's a uh, that's a, a control site as well, pump control. We did not have any valves out there yet that we controlling or in those fields. I just like the picture, it looked good. On the bottom left was a design I did for a twig system in mind that eventually he'll upgrade to Jane Logic. Uh, this season, um, I, I think he's gonna pull the trigger but he's already got the infrastructure with the twig system. And this was a replacement we retrofitted with the twig because the current wired system he had in place was failing miserably. The runs were too long, wrong size wire gauge, and that's already buried with the mains, so we weren't pulling that up. So I I convinced him to go radio, and he ran all last season, has no issues whatsoever, and he's already talking to me about this year about going remote, which would be phenomenal. On the right-hand side is literally a Twig. That's a Twig 1E, Uh, so it doesn't have an external antenna. They're all internal. The system has a repeater. So, you know, we're, we're having no issues with communication and all this data comes back to us as well. So we literally can see RSSI from the twig. So Nelson has partnered with us phenomenally on this and, and There's literally nothing that their system is doing uh, that we can't see. And that means we get the document and log it. So it comes in handy. Uh, this is our LSR card. So on the bottom left, you see that's the C3B housing with a C3 in it and then the LSR card just mounts to the door there that gives us the controllability for the four valves. Um, so again, you can even repurpose a unit once it's at a site by just adding this card, Well, I can. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna do it, but you could.
1: Hey, hey David, we have yes, a sir. question here that uh, I think is appropriate right now. Um, can you link it with other controllers besides Quig?
2: Um We do have a couple other, they're not, we don't advertise. Um, I, I would have to run that to ground. They're, it's a communication line. It's a language they talk. Uh, we're not partnered with anybody else other than the atoms. Uh, I don't even know how that works out. I think that's just a device we control. Uh, but it, I, would, I would definitely be interested to know what device they have currently out there, and then we could run that to ground and see if it's something we can talk to. On the VFD side, kind of related to that question, not only controlling it, but we can monitor it on our Muxbox channel. So we can tie into the the PLC on the VFD and literally get all the data that the the VFD has. So there's not too much out there we can't talk to because everybody's speaking the same language. And I hope that answers the question without being direct. I'd have to know what it is.
1: Yeah, that's great, thank you. Uh,
2: Some other applications that are common, uh, level sensing at reservoirs is big. Um, I see a lot of this down in the Bakersfield area. Uh, I was told, and I can't find the documentation anywhere, but Caltrans requires overflow protection so you don't wash out a railroad track or a road. Uh, in a lot of cases I have down there, I think we have five that we're using an ultrasonic level sensor over the reservoir. In this picture, we're using a pressure transducer um, and it gives us more accurate data than the the, uh, the ultrasonic. So we really like installing these and it's, it's the same device that we install on the wells as well for level sensing in there. Uh, The top right is a chemical 33-gallon application where we're monitoring the level while the company's monitoring the level of their uh, chemicals they're injecting into their drip lines for uh, uh, preventative maintenance. Um, These are remote sites. It gives them the ability to get an alert so they know to send a technician out there instead of sending them out every week burning fossil fuels to see if the level has dropped. We also can trend it for them too, which is nice, so if somebody changes the application rate and they weren't supposed to, we can literally find out exactly when it happened and and we can alert off that as well. The bottom right is just a sunset in California over a reservoir. (laughs) Uh, Scheduling overview, uh, like I said in the beginning, scheduling, um, it can be complicated to do it, it's not. Uh, On our end, the setup is probably crazy as far as the programmers, and I'm glad I'm not a programmer. But here you see an example of uh, this is uh, 12 valves. He's running two sets, and he's recycling his valves over a 24-hour period. So 24 hours, six-hour sets, 12 valves. And he's macroed those so that, you know, valve one and two will turn on and, and uh, four and then five or four and six. And, and you can literally break it out however you want. This is another example of, this This one hasn't run yet. The other one was green because it had already run. That was last year's uh, irrigation schedule I pulled up. This is one that's coming up. This is an example of recycling valves. You can see how they stair step down. So the pumps on the top, runtime set, and then he just pops in his valves and how he wants them to run. So he's gonna be cycling through these valves over this entire irrigation set. We're seeing a lot of people wanna do pulse irrigation, especially with drip. Um, it 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 works in greenhouses and it works outside as well. Plus, soil types are almost demanding it, especially if you got sandy soils because you're pushing your stuff past your root zone. And then when we get into soil moisture monitoring, you know we're telling you when the you're pushing it past there. So there's a <laughs> there's a plug for that. Another example of a, of a recycling of valves um, where there would be a dwell in between, so the pump would actually spool down and just and the valves would come back on. So instead of the building 10 irrigation schedules he's built one with a dwelling between each so the pump spools down for 30 minutes pump spools back up valves comes open so on and so forth and that was it i hope it was as passionate as everybody was expecting it to be i think i'm more energetic in person <laughs> and richard and jeff kind of put me on the spot with that
1: uh, well i i actually very very good job, David. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed that very much and we've got some great questions that have come in uh, that uh, we we've, we've got some time to answer so uh, thanks for uh, being on time there you know I, I think one thing that uh, that we're seeing uh, asked often is is this uh, are these solutions and the you know the three controller options that you were showing earlier are these uh, hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars i you know, it depends on the situation and the setup but you know what, what are some of the kind of uh, uh, big picture you know pricing that people can think about
2: great question and, and obviously money drives everything and, and I get that um, I did a design yesterday and, and I've already quoted it out to uh, one of our dealers um, it's it's uh, two valve control systems pure Jane logic no other interfaces in there and you know material alone you know it was below 5000 yeah for the two devices with the lsr cards and everything they'll need um the you know the dealer obviously is going to do the installation so there's some nuances there when it comes to pricing but yeah it, the, the material cost of this stuff nowadays is it, we're comparable to everybody else and we have a way more powerful unit and the flexibility too that's the hard part you know you don't realize you know, you're, you're paying the same as somebody else and they're doing specific things, you're, we're doing something and then we can add on to it at the flick of a switch. You've already got the hardware.
1: Yeah. Well, when I think about it and I look at, you know, say this field behind me in this picture, and I think about the uh, total value of that field, uh, we're not really talking about percentage-wise uh, uh, very high cost at all. Uh, no, compared right. to what I'm trying to grow and, and the gains I can get in yield and, and water savings. So... Uh, I I think that helps put it in perspective. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Uh, One case study, we found that within the first season, the return on investment was immediate. Um, And that was just monitoring soil uh, moisture content. Customer had a problem, 100 acres, four sets. Um, Since then, though, we've actually shown him data that he needs to go automated because his application of water is way off on those four different sets and he's questioning why. And it really boils down to the guy driving around the field to change the valve set isn't doing it exactly as he's supposed to and there could be all kinds of circumstances in there you might have got a flat tire but when you're talking you know tens of acre feet difference between two fields that are next to each other and it's all about application
1: yeah so then the other thing we saw we saw you know these schematics and we heard some uh real technical terms right and yeah, I start to worry that maybe I'm, I'm going to buy something that I can't actually use. Um, what, what support, you know, do you offer to these people or what thoughts do you offer to people that think, well, I'm, I'm going to buy something I eventually can't use because it's too technical?
2: Yeah, another great question. So uh, we look at our dealers as tier levels in a level one, uh, tier one dealer would uh, be fully qualified, not only on the repair side, but on the training side for the web portal. Um, That's hard to find nowadays. So we partner with our dealers and I am always available. Our team is always available. Um, I was in the field last week doing repairs, helping out a dealer because they were swamped, Uh, not necessarily doing repairs on our end, but that guy has another job to do as well. And if a customer is down, I'm not going to let him, his weather station stay down for more than a week before I'm going to jump in my truck and go fix it. Obviously, that's that's a that's a serious situation, but you know I, I look at all these situations as just as important. I don't care if you got 20 acres or 5,000, you're just as important, and I think that carries a lot of weight, and, and that's why we have good customers.
1: <laughs> so I so I can use uh, either the uh, dealer the dealer network. I can come to UDirect. Richard Gates and customer service. I mean, there's a lot of options, right? There now. are a lot
2: of options. Yes, sir.
1: That's great. So we've got another uh, chat question that's come up here, and uh, it's asking, can you pulse? Can you pulse on loop cycles, uh, for example, greenhouse cooling or frost?
2: For frost protection or greenhouse irrigation?
1: Yeah, for cooling yes. in greenhouses, and yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, we on the control side. I tell people this all the time, it might not be in our little drop down menu, but if I wanted to turn a light on in my backyard, I could do it with a C3. It's really, it's just controlling a relay. you see in the schematic here, everything left of where our output is on the 12 volt DC side, maybe you can see my mouse, everything outside of this, this is just a relay. So the electricians come in and do all this work and tie in and they'll put this relay in, and we're just dropping a low voltage line to our outputs. So the possibilities are really endless. It's, it's, you know, on our side, on the website, it might not be displayed as light by your shop, but, you know, you can name it anything you want.
1: <laughs> right. You know, I
2: shouldn't tell people that. But that's, again, it goes back to the flexibility. That's where we can turn. It doesn't matter if it's a DFT, a cold start pump, or a fertilizer injector pump. We can run it.
1: So David, uh, people have a concern maybe that um, they're going to spend all their time um, on their computer and not necessarily in their field. Uh, what type of time requirement does this take to manage? You know, How often should I be looking at my dashboard or my reports? Uh, you know, what, what's that typically look like?
2: Uh, that's a great question too. Usually after the first season, first, the first three irrigation events, um your your most growers are usually comfortable with it and they recycle their schedules they'll literally recycle it and they'll just go in and copy you know it, it has a reuse button uh you just reuse it and then we start setting up alerts for them what are you interested in you want to know when your flow turns off i have customers that are in areas where pg get they have brownouts all the time and the pump turns off well She doesn't want to know if the pump turns off uh, by alerts, but I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's really easy. I could tell it, you know, every time your flow goes below a certain amount, I could have an alert you. We have growers that want to know if their flow goes below. So the alerting function takes away a lot of the requirement of the customer to go in and see what's currently going on. So we set alerts on every sensor you got. You don't really need to log in anymore. Um, one of our products you know of, the Jane Pulse, um, it's all this hardware. It's just how the, the data is given to the customer, and obviously that's an email. Well, those you get alerts with those as well. So if you wanted to go that direction and not have to log into something, we've got a solution for that as well. Because I, I do see a lot of growers that are, you know, 70 that don't want a smartphone. They don't want to log into a computer, but they know they need this stuff. So I think we've done a very good job at making it easier for those guys as well. And plus our, our training, you know, I, I, I spend hours at night doing Zoom meetings after growers are done eating dinner. and I'm sitting down with the husband and wife and <laughs> they're drinking wine and I'm going over how to operate their system. So <laughs> I don't know if that helped either.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. You were mentioning Pulse. How, how does that work? I mean, what are the advantages uh, of that and, and, and why should I be using it?
2: uh well so what we did was we looked at obviously sigma and i think we're probably experts on sigma we've been kind of looking at it since 2014 when governor brown signed it into law um we tried to prepare growers especially in the central valley for this and one of the product lines we developed was jane pulse and we our dealers are putting it in our irrigation dealers are putting it in with with systems that they're they're putting in uh drip tubing and uh, filter systems usually sand media and it, all it is is it's, it's literally the c3 in the housing with a pre and post filter pressure and we're tying into their flow meter we have three kits uh for various flow meters we can cover all the spectrum even if it's a mechanical saddle meter and that comes in form of email it's giving them uh pressures differential daily weekly and then you get a re- also get the report for your flows With that comes, if the grower contacts me and he wants a high pressure alert or a low flow alert or something in between there, we set that up. So they don't log into anything. They give us as many email addresses as they want and we send these reports to them. And then the phone numbers they give me for the alerting, I set that up and then if they get a a low flow, they get an alert. We can make the alert say anything you want it to say. Uh, So it's a good entry level step into technology and everybody's gonna need something like this so uh there's a there's a there's a huge need for it out there so you know we're trying to push it as again it goes back to i feel sometimes i i don't work for jane and i'm an advocate for the customer because i'm just trying to find solutions so that these small guys can keep farming as long as they can until their water has gone you know that's mainly for the you know the the uh, well water, not so much the surface water. But a lot of those guys now are pushing their water through tanks too, and they, they need to see the efficiency of the filters because they're paying an electric bill to run that. If you're constantly back flushing, you wanna know why. Maybe it's not the right filter setup. Maybe your sand media needs to be replaced. And again, we're trying to you know figure that all out and give that to them so they can see what changes that they need to make to make themselves more efficient.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's a great relief that I don't have to spend time going to fish for this information every day or every week. The fact that it's being pushed to me, you know, I I always joke and say I need an app for my apps. So if if I'm getting this information in an email form and I can quickly and easily uh, review it, uh, I'm a lot better off. So that's uh, that's a real relief to me.
2: Yeah, on the Jane Logic side with that too, it's an entry level. So all you have to do is if you want to sign up for Jane Logic and you want real time everything, and you wanna grow the system maybe out into the field, it's literally a flick of a switch on our end. There's no, nothing needs to be done. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's pretty good, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, Jeff, uh, I'm wondering if you have uh, final thoughts for our viewers uh, this afternoon, uh, anything that uh, you wanna mention or uh, comment on before we uh, finish up here?
0: No, just really to thank everyone. Um, thank David. You did a great job. Obviously, everyone can can see his his passion. Um, you know, one of the things uh, that I wanted to comment on is is that you know systems can be retrofitted. I know there's just as one example, there's a lot of Nelson valves out there and other type of valving systems, and and so. If you've got an irrigation system and you're contemplating what you can do from a monitoring of control or or is it possible to automate, um, we have staff like David, um, Connor Cunningham, others. We work with our dealers very closely that are also very knowledgeable um, on control and automation. So uh, it could be, as David pointed out, a simple um, 20 acre system to literally thousands of, of acres, and, and we will work hand in hand um, with the grower to, to uh, design a system that will meet, uh, meet their needs. Um, and then I think, David, you did a great job talking about alerts. I think it's, it's one of the areas that's a little under, um, maybe, I don't know if it's underappreciated or underused, but it's, it's something that is pretty critical, I think, especially when growers are worried Um, that they're handing over control of their irrigation and um, implementing automation that somehow they're going to be left out of the loop. And so I think setting up the alerts the way that we do and being able to customize those, um, put it into a text format, uh, uh, could be a phone call or or as simple as an email so that uh, the grower and the irrigators, the ranch managers, et cetera, are always, um, always in the loop. And so um, I think that's uh, important to, to call out as well. But really appreciate everybody being here today. Um, we're, we're here to serve you guys. As you guys could see, um, David is all about finding the solutions and I think he speaks well for everyone at Jane um, in terms of, of very dedicated to, uh, to finding solutions for growers. Yeah. Thank you, David.
1: And thank you, Jeff. And one more thing, Jeff, I think you have a uh, offer for all the people who attended. I think we saw it on the last slide. Uh, David moved off of it.
0: I do. Yeah. We talked about this and I think, you know, it's a unique time. I think it's, it's, it's an opportunity for, to, uh, for us to, um, to make these kinds of, of offers. We're super excited about what we can do from a control and automation standpoint. So, as a special thank you for everyone that attended uh, today's webinar, we we do want to offer a ten percent discount on any new uh, control system purchases uh, for the next thirty days. It's just kind of a, 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 an additional way for us to to say to say thank you.
1: Gosh, that's great, Jeff. Uh, that's a that's a really generous offer. Again, uh, thank you to our speakers, David Lindsay and uh, Jeff Toole today. Uh, thanks for all our participants and the great questions. Uh, there might've been a question I didn't get to uh, because of the technic- how technical it was, but I, uh, we will have those answered offline. Uh, you'll get an email this afternoon with a link to the video of this session. And uh, we hope everybody has a really great weekend. And uh, as we've said before, we're all in this together. And we'll have additional uh, virtual Lunch and Learns coming uh, next week and the week after. And we'll get that information out to all of you as to what you can be expecting and sign up for. So again, uh, thanks very much, everybody. And we will talk to you all soon.
0: Thank you.